Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. So we have the pleasure of talking with Karen uh, Briscoe on today's show. We get into so many things with her. What I loved most about her interview is that she, at 55 years old, pretty much just completely shifts her way of being around her purpose and why she was building a very successful brokerage and just all those sort of things that all of us grapple with, but she just proved that it's never too late. Absolutely. So inspiring to hear from her. And one, one thing that we always ask about is what state of the real estate cycle my city my town my neighborhood is in and she brings up a very specific point how we can look up to the signs of the real estate cycle in your area and get prepared for it it's a very informative and inspiring episode and i can't wait to hear from you guys welcome back ladies this is liz and this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show. Uh, we have Karen on, the, on our show today. So Karen, welcome. Thank you for being here with us. Oh, I'm thrilled. And I'm such a fan of women investing in real estate. So delighted to have this conversation. Yeah, awesome. we're really excited to jump into your story and just thank you all the investors listening. You know, we're on a we're on a mission, a big, big mission to create, help women create more financial freedom in their life and do it in a way that has balance and, and, and feels, you know, peaceful and not this crazy grind because as women, we're wearing a lot of hats, you know, uh, and, and we're just trying to balance it all and make it all work. But that idea of financial freedom and not having to trade your time for money is something that many of us women want more of, especially as our families grow and evolve and all that good stuff. So that's what we're up to here on this, you know, podcast and our community and the meetups that we have around the country. So, um, so Karen, we're going to jump into Karen's story in a moment here, but as we like to do, get connected with all of you listening, yes. uh, since we can't see you, we love to just connect. <laughs> and uh, Andresa, what's, what's, uh, what's coming up for you? How, how are things going? You know, this week I had a I had a very tough conversation with one of my sisters. It was not like those conversations that you look for to have. Um, so just a quick, you know, feedback. She lives in Brazil. She's an engineer, had a beautiful relationship. She's the godmother of my son. Her husband is the godfather of my son. We have a great relationship. Um, she has different talents in life and I just felt that she was just settling in a comfort area and I see so much for her and I was like, I'm going to tell her, you know, I'm going to just tell her what I see her potential and I truly think that her fears are really keeping her where she is now. And she's like, no, but I'm okay where I am. I am okay where the way that I am and everything else. And then I was like, maybe I should be okay with her being okay, right? And, and pretty simple. But then I listened to uh, Jay uh, Chatty podcast uh, on purpose. He was a monk and he was talking about purpose that you – if people don't fulfill their purpose, mm. they're really not making a difference in the world. It's not just for themselves. It's not them being happy. What, is, what, are, what are you bringing to the world 
not your own personal goals. And it goes beyond that. And I know that she has so many things to give to other people, but her fear is settling and holding her back. So I transferred this to the real estate business too. So many ladies out there, uh, you know, sometimes purchasing a property, having rentals, scaling a business, you might, might feel daunting and overwhelming. And you're saying, oh, but I'm okay the way that I am right now. So my question to you is, what is the impact, impact in the world, not in your own life? Because if we are not impacting other people's lives and leaving a legacy, I'm sorry, but this is such a small goal to have. I want to have 10, 10 houses, 100 units, whatever that number might be. What is the impact in other people's lives and your legacy? If that's not it, like, why are we doing all of this? Mine as well flip burgers. Yeah, well, that's, that's powerful. And it's probably really hard conversation, as they say, difficult conversations, right, to have. Yeah. have. But you're amazing at that, Andressa. And you, you told me earlier this week to speak your truth. And I think yeah. that's also something that we as women need, or at least I can speak personally, need to do more of, right? Just to actually speak mm-hmm. our truth. So you clearly did that and, <laughs> uh, and made an impact. And what she does with it is what she does with it, you yes. know? But good for you for having that conversation oh. and encouraging that purposeful, you know, approach. So that's not yeah. always easy to do. She is yeah. so talented and beautiful and I am just encouraging yeah. her. We don't see how, we don't see ourselves as a, how others see us, you know, and that's important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this is a lot of what I think, you know, where we're, you know, Karen has so much wealth of knowledge and expertise in so many areas. And I know you're, you're very, very insp- inspiring as well, because what you built and what you've done. So as we jump into your story, we always like to, sh- like to understand and unravel a bit how you got started with, you know, you know, I know you're very, you were very involved with building a brokerage and building a business around real estate. So how did that kind of unfold? And then I know you're also into inspiring and supporting people through tons of educational opportunities right now. So how did that kind of all unravel for you as you think about your path? Well, I appreciate you sharing that story because I didn't really start trying to discover my purpose until I was 55. And so <laughs> I like going, wow, this is amazing. People that are much younger age. And so uh, I just wish I would have started, started sooner. So I, after college, I actually went into the commercial real estate space and was a real estate developer and found that to be a great industry and field. Um, That profession led to me meeting my husband and marrying and having two children and his career moved us to the DC area. And because of his profession, I committed to stay home with our children for 15 years. And so I was basically out of the workforce. I did some part-time work when I was basically out of the workforce, re-entered as our children entered the late elementary middle school years, which are when a lot of women say, okay, what, you know, what's out there for me? <laughs> and I went back into the commercial real estate space in the technology sector, doing leasing for sales, engineering, warehouse offices, which I found to be quickly the most boring thing. <laughs> once you've seen one, you've seen them all. And it was in 2001 and technology was in a crash. I don't know if you remember the tech boss, but there is no money in disposition. Um, It's a lot of headache for no money. And I'm like, 
okay, so what do I do now? And someone says, why don't you do residential real estate? And to be honest, people on the commercial side, they think the people on the residential side, it's all right. warm and fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Okay, I've been doing the hard side of real estate. Why would I go over there to the soft side? Because that's how they look, people look at it. They, the, soft, the hard side of real estate is the negotiation strategy, market knowledge, that kind of thing. And the soft side is all about the people. What I found was is, I love the people. I helping people with their biggest transaction was very meaningful for me. It went way beyond the um, financial side. Although I really have a strong hard side to me, and so I found that I had a niche that people really respected my knowledge and ability to look at real estate from that perspective. And so became successful very quickly. When people become successful very quickly, they often you get recognized. I became partners with a top agent in the nation. She was number 10 at the time and took over business um, in September of 08, the same month that, that the financial markets crashed. <laughs> so I had lived through the market Good time, yeah. yeah, wow. That's really when you want to take over a major business. Um, I had lived through the market shift in Texas in the 80s. Um, and I felt it. I actually mm -hmm. felt it coming. I tried to get people to prepare. I tried to advise them accordingly. Some many people didn't listen to me. The people who did still thank me to this day. Um, and but mm -hmm. it, it really made an impact on me. I also lost my business partner that month. She, she died. Mm. So that also made me go through all the process. Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Should I be doing something else? Uh, back to when the market shift, it's, it's really hard. Um, so looked at all the other opportunities that are out there in the real estate world. I was like, no, this is still it. This is my calling, mm -hmm. what you were saying. And so met my business partner, Lizzie Conroy, joined me in 2009, and we set about rebuilding the business. And it's to me, and you all are partners, I, it's to me, doing it with a partner is, is makes the hard times um, easier and more palatable, somebody to do it with. But then the upside is, is when things are great, it's just so much more fun to celebrate and share together. So built a bit, rebuilt the business. And then I reached a point in our business and my life where everything was really good. And everybody's like going, okay, what's wrong with you, Karen? Why can't you just be happy? And I'm like, yeah, I know. Why can't I just be happy? Um, so that whole purpose discovery about five years ago, I started on, which led me to what I call creativity and contribution. Uh, the creativity led to writing the book, Real Estate Success in Five Minutes a Day, and which I've now got two more books after that, Commit to Get Lead, 66-Day Challenge, and Flip Time, Love Life. And that journey has been just amazing, led to being a guest on a lot of podcasts, me launching the Five Minute Success Podcast. And my business is better than ever, so it's not like I've stopped selling real estate. Mm -hmm. But the fact that I'm now seeing that there is purpose um, even beyond having a, a amazing profession and career and business, but having then going to that next, hmm. um, I don't want to even call it a phase of life because I think there's an, there's a way to do it all along. I just missed those steps. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just went into productivity mode and I had that working really well. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, there's so many points that I would like to dissect from what you said, 
But one thing that we are in June 2019, and we all know that we have different real estate cycles in the world, in the country, in my state, in my city. You know, it really in depends. In your neighborhood. Yeah, you can In my neighborhood. Different. Across the right? street is different than this town, right? Exactly. So for, for, for the listeners, they're asking, how, what are the signs? Well, I understand we cannot predict, right? We have a, a president that we cannot predict at all what he's going to do or he's going to say so or, or anything, right? If he's going to rain, if he's not going to rain, the, 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 the mailman, if he's going to show up, he's going to show up. Who knows? But what were the signs that you saw then that you were, are you seeing them now or, or what are the things that, people can be looking for in order to get prepared. So you are so correct. Real estate is, it can be a tale of two markets. You can have a best of times in one market segment and a worst of times in another market segment. So there are no blanket answers to this. I'm going to answer like an attorney will. It depends. <laughs> now, what I found in this, I learned in the commercial analysis and I do it religiously, faithfully in my residential business mm -hmm. and when I invest is supply and demand because supply and demand is like gravity. And looking at the trends of supply and demand. So when you see in our segment, in our, we're in the Washington DC metro region, which is a pretty high cost of living area. And so the upper brackets are in a lot of cases are still in a, in a, correcting mode in a price compression mode because there's still too much supply and there's not enough demand for that product. The, the market has shifted what it wants. It's wanting urban as opposed to, you know, five acres on a, their little truck of land in suburbia. So watching for the shifts in other things, but first of all, let's talk about supply and demand. So when you see supply, outpacing demand and it starts to just, it's just continuing. You could be like Warren Buffett and you can sell on the way up or you can sell on the way down. <laughs> I mean, or you could yeah. catch the knife on the way down or you could let it go. I mean, I, when people ask me what to do, I'm very closely watch the supply and demand. Mm -hmm. And when you start seeing that tipping happen either way, that's when you should act. And I could probably say that's true with probably almost any investing, but I know right. real estate the best. So would that affect, you know, for the, the ladies that are listening, how do I know that? Is it the days on the market are longer? I mean, I can see the amount of uh, properties going online and, but how can I know that the supply and demand are shifting? So for residential purchasing, and you can really do this formula for anything. I look for, what has sold in the last six months for that asset class or that type of home or that price point or that location or that segment, whatever it is that you're analyzing, then anything that's under contract or under agreement, absorbed from inventory. So you're looking for absorption numbers. And I, I think six months is a good barometer. Mm -hmm. I do it quarterly. So that's where you can look for trends. Sure. You know, there's obviously seasonal cycles, there's election cycles, there's all sorts of other cycles to factor in. But if you look for trends, that's when you, my experience is, you'll start to feel it, you'll intuit that, oh my gosh, this 
this asset class, this segment, this price point, whatever, this location is overheating. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's when, if you you know, want to do the whole buy low and sell high, that's when you really have to have the guts to sell then or to position it in a way so that if it does start to get overheated or overbuilt, that you're in a, in a good place to be. Um, watching it on a quarterly basis, I find, and I've been doing this for 15 years, I can almost always predict which way it's going. So that's what we're, we're trying to do, right? We're doing the old Wayne, Wayne Gretzky quote, right? <laughs> going to where the puck is going, you gotta go there. If you're already at where the puck is, you've missed the shot. Mm -hmm. So projecting to where the puck is going is, is the purpose of this type of analysis. Yeah. And in certainly knowing the market, knowing the market like really well, like everything that's happening and studying it is so important. I mean, how often do we hear, and I talk to new investors all the time and they'll say, what do you think of this deal? And it's like, you know, okay, let's put that aside. Um, what do you know about the neighborhood? Is anyone actually renting that area? They're like, well, I don't know. And then you ask all these questions. They're like, oh, it's a great deal. Well, okay, let's, let's break that down, right? Because so many people are so in love or connected to the actual multifamily or the property versus the actual market, you know? And I think that's, you're raising such a great point. And then to get into the supply and demand, it's a really great, great reminder. Um, the, um, the other thing, you know, really to, to jump into what you said too, um, was that you, you started to get to a point where you transitioned to focusing on your purpose and your creativity. And you said you did that at a, at later in your life, but you did it. And I think that's something that takes a lot of courage yeah. and it's not easy to do, quite honestly. Um, it's, it's much easier to just keep going about life the way you always go about it, to be honest with you. And it, it really just takes so much courage and so much um, faith you know, and a lot of those kinds of things. So I'm curious for you, what, what did you do in that moment of knowing you built this, you know, successful business? You clearly know what you're talking about. There's no question. I mean, you know your stuff. You could have built, you could keep building that, which you have been, but you, you were at that moment in your life and you're like, there's something more here. And, and I'm just curious, what, what process did you take like to break that down to then move you towards this whole educational platform? Like what, what did you do to bring you through that process? Because that must have been a process. It was, absolutely. I had been doing coaching more in the productivity and business coaching and that space. And it was very valuable again, but it just kept taking me that same track of productivity and more success there, which is not a bad thing. Success gives you a lot of options. And I've been blessed with amazing opportunities and also travel and a lot of other things that that's what people are looking for with success. And, and I've been blessed with it. I... Um, started working with a life coach and the life coach had a women's group coaching, which I oh. actually found to be more impactful than the one-on-one -on -one coaching, even mm. though I learned a lot and grew a lot, but I learned a lot and grew a lot more from hearing their stories and what was holding them back. I could see mm. it easier in them than I could see it in me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was actually at a, a retreat with that group of women and the idea of writing the book had come up again. And it was an entire year later. And I had this epiphany. It's an entire year later. And I still haven't done what I said I wanted to do. And we were doing this exercise on what was stopping us. Mm. And it hit me that the only thing stopping me was me. 
I mean, I'm self-employed. <laughs> I, I have everything. I'm a supportive husband. My children were raised. I was like, wow, if I want to go do something, why am I not doing it? So then it was like this, just like, again, back to the epiphany. I had a second epiphany that the whole idea of saying you don't have enough time is really a, um, it's a cop-out. It's an excuse, right? Uh, Lazu said time is a created thing. To say I don't have time is like saying I don't want to. Because yeah. effectively, everybody's got the same amount of time. And my actions, my, the way I spent my time was actually demonstrating what I believed in and what I wanted to do. And so that was mm -hmm. my second major epiphany. And I, my third major epiphany that happened right then was there's a, a book by Elizabeth Gilbert called Big Magic. She uh, wrote Eat, Pray, and Love. So you may remember yeah, her. Yeah, that's a great book. So she talks about the idea that in the universe there are um, ideas and that our time has come and an idea will come to someone. And if that person doesn't act on it, if the idea is meant to be manifested, it will go to someone else. Yeah. I was on an airplane and I said to myself, if I don't do this now and somebody else does, will I regret it? You all are laughing. You all have had this aha, right? Yes. And so that created the urgency. And then I was like, from there, I committed doing it and the more not saying it wasn't easy there were a lot of challenges along the way but it is transformed my life because i realized that i really i really do have control over what what i want in my life and how i want to live it both time and money which was my other what i thought limiting belief was there wasn't enough money to do what i wanted to do um and so it's been a real that's where the flip time love life comes in because I, it was a real flip. It wasn't just a balancing act or prioritizing or because a lot of times people use those words. I was like, Nope, I flipped it. I flipped mm. it. I put that first and that changed everything. Yeah. Well, tell us a little more about that. Cause yeah. you know, as, as investors, right. We're flipping houses. We're, you know, that's yeah. <laughs> You know, and I, that, that struck me when I read that in your bio and you know that, you know, when you talk about overwhelm and, and, you know, I can, I can relate. I think a lot of women can relate of that feeling and it is a feeling. It may just be made up, but it's still a feeling and it's real for them. Right. So what does that look like in terms of flipping time? If you can share a little more about that and, you know, especially as you're moving through overwhelm, which, which we all can relate to. So a lot of times people say they don't have enough time. This is where I say, okay, can you invest five minutes a day? That's where that came from. I was like, because Parkinson's law says that limiting and restricting time can actually have more of an impact. I feel like the overwhelm comes because women in particular are like, oh, but they see this, and they see this, and they see this, and they see this, and they're just like, then they become paralyzed by analysis of paralysis or just inaction because they're like, I can't do it all, so I'm going to do nothing. So the idea of flipping time also comes from the Maslow's hierarchy of needs of working your way up the pyramid. So the basic needs first, shelter, food, safety, self-esteem, relationship needs, and then self-actualization. Yeah. My point is, is flip it. Put oh. self-actualization first. And once you do that, then 
what I see happen in people's lives is everything else gets better because women are known to put themselves last. Self-care, uh, even just self-fulfillment. And what happens is, is that then you're not there really truly or not achieving at the level that you can achieve at your highest and best self, which is a real estate right terminology. So I'm like your highest and best asset. Do you realize your greatest asset is not even the real estate you own? Your greatest asset is you and your ability to earn and live, create value for in real estate, for yourself, for your family, those, and the ripple effect that happens. The other difference that I just kind of want to, some people use the analogy of putting the oxygen mask on first. That is a, a thrival mode mentality. Mm -hmm. I mean, a survival mode mentality. I want to talk about thriving. So yeah. if you're going to thrive, if you're going to thrive, wouldn't you want to invest in your very best asset? And in fact, Warren Buffett even says that your very best asset is yourself. Invest in yourself. You will thrive by thriving. Everything else will get better. Your relationships will get better. Your business will get better. And that's what I found. I, I thought it was selfish, me investing in myself. It has turned out to be phenomenally productive. If you want to look at the most productive thing you can do, <laughs> invest in yourself first. Karen, that, that, that is so true though, because uh, looking back in uh, 2017 was a remarkable year for me, good and bad. Good and my business couldn't be better. Bad on my relationship, my marriage was ending. And looking back, that's exactly what was happening. My, 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 I was not even on my list to be honest with you. And I really thought I was striving, but I, I realized that I was in a transition. And after that, I came first for the first time ever in my life. I started doing, listen, people, I'm talking about Andressa doing nails. Look at that taking time it seems so like oh this is like vain or or simple to do no i didn't even put that on my calendar so i came like less 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 didn't meditate didn't you know put myself first and that's exactly what happened i even though i look now i have more things on my plate now than before but i feel much more energetic and and happy because i am investing in myself therefore i have the energy to give at that time talking about helping other women creating we have now about 14 15 meetups around the country what are we talking about no not this is you know too much but it is it is this like grinding process that you gotta go through and it's just not like okay i woke up and this happened so do you feel in my case my support system liz and other core friends that i had really made a big impact so do you believe that you know the people that you surround yourself with the community that you're a part of what really helped you to keep moving forward 
Oh, absolutely. So like I said, it was being in relationship with those women. Mm. And then since then, I have met Hal Elrod and I joined the Quantum Leap Mastermind. And that has now led to me becoming part of Go Abundance. I don't know if you're familiar with the Go Abundance. Yes. Okay. (laughs) My husband's part of the men's side. The men's. Okay. Well, I just went to Nashville. Oh, nice. The women's uh, Go Abundance tribe. And yes, it. before that, I didn't know whether I felt like, you know, I needed to shore up my own little island and to, you know, and and protect everything, very protective oriented. Now I have a much more abundance and sharing mindset and perspective. And it really has made a lot of difference because I feel like also just hearing other women's stories is really powerful. And, you know, if she can do it, then I can do it. And I, that's why this podcast is, is so inspiring and and so needed because I'm sure there are other women out there that are feeling the same way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and having a space to feel safe that you can, you know, get the support you need and it feels lonely. Sometimes you're working on your own, you're working on your own projects. Um, yeah. And that, that mind comes up a lot. I going back and forth with a friend and she was like, ah, oh, the negative mind is really present today, you know? And it's like, yeah, it is. And we, how do we move through that? And that's where, you know, we get peaceful and everything. Um, that's awesome. I love that flipping time. And I love the idea of the, the self-actualization flipping that. Cause you know, I reference that all the time. I don't, I don't remember much from school at all, but that is one thing I do remember was there was the hierarchy of needs. And that was just like, that was one thing. <laughs> three things I remember. And that was powerful to think of that flipped over. It was the first thing, right? Because if we don't, we don't take care of ourselves, that nothing else happens. But it's hard and you got to feel the guilt. I mean, it is, it is hard some days. Well, you that's know? where I do feel like women more so than men, that they feel like it's selfish. The yeah. thing is, is the, what I've also discovered is the ripple effect because the more I am, am successful at being me, Okay, mm-hmm. me, 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 <laughs> you be you. The more successful, the more I have to contribute, yeah. the more creative I am, and the more positive the lives around me have been impacted. I mean, I employ more people than ever because I have all these creative endeavors going on now in addition to my real estate business, and they're doing creative things, and they're like coming alive. So it's, it's used to cool. be... I think my staff would look at me and go, you're going out of town again. Now they're like, what are you going out of town again? (laughs) Because they know that their lives get better and they see that and it's real. It's a positive impact. Yep. So when you're looking at it that way, then you're co-creating this life that you love with the people that you're in relationship with. It's not like, okay, Kara's life got better. She just went around, you know, traveling around Europe. No, we're all, our lives are getting better. Right. I love that. And then to think about that holistic approach. Yeah. No, that makes so much sense. Uh, Karen, you've been so, uh, you know, inspiring and, you know, got my wheels turning, which I just love this. I feel so honored and and Andressa too, just to be able to connect with just amazing, amazing women like yourself. But how can the ladies learn more about you? And also, I think you have a free, free gift to give away and just great nuggets to share. So. Yes. Well, so the whole real estate success of five minutes a day, uh, it has a seven day kickstart quick kickstart that you can access on the website so i will put the provide you the link for um your 
listeners to get that. And this, the, even though the, the, the process is set up as being a daily reader, every day you learn something about real estate, uh, that inspiration and information um, is transformative by doing it every day. It does have a process with it. So what I've learned in selling 1,500 homes and investing myself is, it, is that the process is everybody commits to get leads. So that's business development, prospecting, and investing. It's finding the deals, if you will. Um, then there's consult to sell. So that's taking it through the process. So if you're investing, it's buying the property, getting it into um, set up. And then the connect to build and grow is what happens is a lot of people get stuck on that hamster wheel, right? They'll get a, they'll get a deal, they'll get a lead and they'll get it set up, but then they'll go, Oh, I'm going to go do it again. So mm -hmm. you want to build a business, right? Yeah. You want to connect to build and grow a business. You want to have an overall perspective and plan. And so that's what that is. But then a lot like what we've been talking about, there's success, thinking, activities, and vision, because this whole mindset and motivation, it really needs to surround everything we do. Otherwise, again, you'll all wake up like me at 55 and go, why am I doing this again? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so that is the real estate success of five minutes a day. And then Commit to get lead 66 day challenge. Some people just wanted to focus on lead generation and get jump started. So there's that too. Those are all available on Amazon. And I would love to have people. Yeah, and share your website again. So making sure we could put that in the show notes. Absolutely. It's the number five minute success. And that's also the podcast, which you can find wherever you find podcasts. The awesome. five minute success podcast has amazing guests in real estate investing and also mindset motivation success principles that's awesome and all this information you guys will find on our show notes now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions are you ready karen absolutely all right you're born ready karen <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is what's the most transformational book you have ever read the Miracle Morning, so you can do the Miracle Morning for real estate agents, Hal Elrod. The idea of setting up a morning routine was part of that. After I had those three epiphanies, I was like, but how do I find the time? How do I make the time? And I made the time in my morning routine. Beautiful. So that, that was a game changer for me. The second question is, what's the most powerful routine you do to create a financially free and balanced life? So I've shared it, but the idea of flipping the time. So again, I'm, I'm really not, for me, balance is, is kind of um, faulty. It's kind of like yeah, multitasking. It doesn't really exist. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's I really task switching. Yeah. I want to unbalance life. And for me, that's balance. I want to spend less time on, on my business and more time doing meaningful things so it is unbalanced from that sense we're like what well, that's weird well that's it's whatever works for for everybody right yeah so flipping the time was my game changer yeah. because when i started putting that first then everything else transformed i love that i really do the third and last question is, which women, famous or not, has inspired you the most? Well, in the real estate space, I would say my business partner, who's now deceased, uh, Sue Huckabee, she just really epitomized being a brilliant but classy and very well-respected business person in the community. If you were going to say on a 
a more well-known scale, I would say Barbara Corcoran, because mm -hmm. I think that what she did for women at a time when it wasn't being done, and now what she's doing in Shark Tank, I find her very inspiring. She really is. Yeah. Karen, thank you so much. You've been, uh, you've been so inspiring. I love, I love what you're up to. I love how you're taking everything you've done in your business world, commercial, the residential, the real estate, and just doing, continuing that and you know, keeping that growing, but also just putting these you know, books and processes together for people to really take their life to a different level, which is really the most meaningful, right? I mean, when it really comes down to it all. So just you know, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for what you're doing and uh, appreciate you so much. Absolutely. And here's to all of your success as well. Thank you so much, Karen. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.